Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love coach, and I am excited to be here with you guys today because this message is important and it needs to be heard. And so the first thing we're going to be talking about is developing positive self-talk, okay? Because this is the conversation that happens between you and you, right? So no one really knows except you. This is a very personal, internal thing happening and going on, and You know, especially if you are someone who is very kind and compassionate to other people, but then it's a lot harder to be kind and compassionate to yourself. Um, I find this is really common in people that are in customer service, people in the service industry, people that are nurses, people that work in nonprofit, you know, and so people that are doing a job, women especially, that is serving and helping other people. Um, And so if that resonates with you, then maybe this message is for you. So one of the first things that come to mind, I was having a talk with one of the women that just joined Glow, which by the way, guys, um, if you guys are listening to this, the, the doors are closing very soon. And so if a lot of the things that we've been talking here, talking about here on Joyfully You has been standing out to you, you know, consider scheduling a free call for Glow and let's connect and let's talk about your self-love journey. Okay. So I just want to like put that out there that that. Um, opportunity to be a part of a collective of women and have a coach to guide you through the self-love journey, this opportunity is going to be closing soon and you'll have to wait like another six months before it opens up again. So I'm just laying it all out there. Um, so, and that the link is in the show notes as well. Okay. So developing positive self-talk. First, we need to recognize the dialogue that is happening. Um, in a way that we can start to do that is by journaling and documenting our thoughts with situations, okay? Um, especially in the mornings, setting intentions for the day. I've talked about this a lot and I will never stop talking about it. That first 30 minutes of waking up, it is so important that we don't grab our cell phone and we give our spe- give ourselves the space and the time to set the intentions for how we want to feel before we let the world of social media tell us how we should feel, okay? Yes, maybe you follow a bunch of positive, empowering people online, but everything that you are looking for within them can be accessed in you, right? There's a reason why you're drawn to me and this podcast is because there's something inside of me that helps see something beautiful inside of you. You know, I view coaching, you know, if you've never worked with a coach, the way that I view coaching is like, I get to be a big old mirror. And I'm going to hold up this mirror for you to better see yourself, right? It's not about me. It's about you. Um, and so it's really important to let that morning time be sacred to set those intentions, you know, and maybe that intention is like, I want to be kinder to myself. You know, maybe that intention is I want to feel confident and strong today. Um, maybe that intention is, um, I'm committed to bringing peace into every area of my life today, you know, or maybe the intention is I'm going to take deep, intentional breaths today. Taking those deep breaths. Just so you guys know, I want to give you an insight to my personal cell phone. (laughs) I don't have any notifications on um, except for text messages and a reminder that goes on five times a day that says breathe breathe. And always when I get that notification that pops up, it's like, it's like, I realize how I've been holding my breath. And just because it's something we naturally do doesn't mean we are doing it well. Oftentimes we are breathing very top heavy, meaning it's this shallow breaths that are up in the chest. 
We don't often naturally take these deep belly breaths. And when we are taking those deep belly breaths, we are allowing oxygen to flow throughout our entire body. It's centering, it's grounding, it's healthy, it's needed, okay? Um, the other notifications I have on every day is the I Am app. And this sends me notifications five to six times a day and it pops up and it's a different positive affirmation. I'm actually fairly new to this app. I've only been using it for about a week now, but I'm obsessed and I want to like scream it from the rooftops. I'm going to message them, be like, yo, can I be an ambassador? (laughs) Um, Because I love them so much and I think it's such an amazing company and idea. And so notice what's stealing your focus or your attention, you know, what is causing comparison, what is causing the sense of not feeling enough, because oftentimes it's advertisers or it's social media or it's the insane amount of notifications from Facebook, right? So notice what you are consuming, what information you're consuming and when, okay? Second thing that I think is going to really resonate with you guys, because it can be really difficult to um, change a habit of thought that we have had for a very long time. So if you criticize yourself anytime you're doing something new, if you crit- criticize yourself when you feel like, what the heck, I'm, I don't know how to do this, but you haven't even started yet, you know, and there's a lot of um, criticism there, I want you to imagine a child. Because the moment we put a child into the vision of it or into the, the, the picture, this visualization, so say you were freaked out, you were worried, you're scared, or you're, not want, you're, you're worried that you feel depressed, or you're worried like, you know, are things going to change? Is it going to get better? I want you, anytime you're having these fears and worries, if you can articulate them and write them down into your journal, imagine the five-year-old you coming to you with these issues. Or if you have any nieces or nephews or kids, imagine it was one of them and they're coming up to you and they're like, hey, I'm really freaked out right now because I don't know if I'm doing good enough and I feel like I'm behind or whatever the fears are. You know, I, I, I feel like I, I'm not as good as everyone else around me. Doesn't your heart just soften? Because if you could imagine a child coming up to you and saying that, what would your response be? Think about that. Ponder that for a moment. How would you comfort and soothe and console that child version of you or that child? You know, if it's easier not to imagine it being you, if it's easier to imagine a kid that you actually know, but there's a lot of power and healing that comes from softening our heart to that childlike, that childlike wonder, that childlike connection. It softens us because we are like big Russian dolls. You know, those little Russian dolls where you open it and there's another doll and you open it and there's another doll and it's like keeps getting smaller and smaller. Our adult self wants to be loved, seen, and heard by the world around us. Okay, soak that in. The adult self wants to be loved, wants to be seen, wants to be heard. But the inside of you is the child version of you. And that child within wants to be loved, wants to be seen, and wants to be heard by you. By you. And so there's certain times in our life as adults that we've been told to stop messing around, get serious, get to work, get to business, right? Who has heard that? We've all had those moments. And so this starts to manifest in our adult life as whenever the child within is needing that love or needing to be heard, needing to be seen, What we do is we're like, hey, little kid, go sit in the corner because I got work to do. 
We can't mess around with this child like shit, you know? And this isn't a conscious thing. It's almost subconscious of us placing a part of ourselves in the corner because we're doing what we think we're supposed to do to be an adult, okay? So when you notice that you were trying to put baby in the corner, and like there's been times, guys, where I've literally done like meditations or visualizations or just like... You know, like if you were to hold a baby, like their head, like up by your chest, like kind of like putting your hands and like holding yourself a little bit and visualizing that child of just giving her that love of like, I see you, I love you, I hear you, and I'm not going to neglect you anymore. When we personify it and imagine it being a child, all of our motherly nurturing qualities rise to the surface. And, you know, when you catch yourself saying things to yourself, or if you catch something happening, you start overthinking and questioning, like, what the hell? Why did I say that? Or, oh my gosh, does that person think differently of me now? Imagine all those thoughts coming up being a child and being like, okay, allow that mother version of you to emerge in that internal dialogue, in that internal conversation. Being like, no, it's okay. You can't win over everyone. You know, hey, let's not overthink about it and focus on what is. Let's look at the reality here. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's figure outable. I love you. You're supported. It's okay. And that's why one of my favorite mantras is I am loved and infinitely supported. Because I believe that in so many levels. I believe that I will forever love and infinitely support little Kelsey, the little child within. And then there's also a higher power of, you know, that adult version. I am loved and infinitely supported by God, by the universe. You know, people in our life are going to love us and support us at the level they feel, the, the level they're capable of. And that's a direct reflection of how they love and support themselves. So if we are trying and expecting people around us to love us and support us and hold us high, but they don't know how to do it for themselves, it's just not going to work. And so we get to be that own source of love and support for ourselves. And we get to accept that there's a universal power that is here to love us and support us, not to punish us, not to discipline us, not to whip us into shape. No, those are the conditionings that we learned while growing up. But the universe is abundant. God is abundant. God is everywhere, you know? And when we can tune into that of like, I'm loved, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, and remember and reconnect to the innocence and I don't care what things in your life that have happened that make you feel like oh girl I'm not innocent well there's a version of you that is that there's a sweet loving innocent child that just wants to be loved seen and heard by you the adult version of you And so this is a very powerful way of noticing, adjusting, and softening the self-talk that is happening. And it's also powerful to notice when critical thoughts come into the mind and they just, I mean, and you don't feel good when they happen because it just is so out of alignment from who you really are. So it just feels like throwing a wrench in, you know. And so when that happens and you notice it, right, this is the mindfulness of noticing the thoughts. It's not about not having them. It's about noticing when you are having them and redirecting, right? 
find the train, slow it down, turn it around. What's that train of thought? Which direction is it heading in? Is it directing towards fear or is it directing towards love? Like which direction is that train of thought heading in? So the noticing is mindfulness. It's not about not having the thoughts. It's about noticing when those thoughts come up, slowing it down and turning it around. Okay. So don't ever beat yourself up. Be like, oh my gosh, I'm still having these negative thoughts. Instead, celebrate your awareness of having them and celebrate the fact that you realized it, that you noticed it rather than just hopping on that train and letting it take you away towards fear land. I've never said that before, but it's kind of funny. (laughs) Um, So creating positive self-talk, connecting to your inner child connecting to that version of you because anytime you feel insecure, like think about that word, it feels like you don't have security, that it doesn't feel secure. So another word is safe, you know, feeling secure, feeling safe. And I've talked about this in past episodes that confidence is the belief that all emotions are safe. Confidence is the belief that it is safe to be yourself in the wholeness of who you are. And so whenever you find yourself being self-critical, Maybe you're like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Why am I feeling this way? Instead of criticizing the why, connect to the inner child and journal or have that internal conversation. But journaling is powerful because it gets it out of your head and on paper and we can just see it and internalize it differently. Be like, all right, what are you afraid of happening right now? And then we go deeper. Why? 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 Find out what that internal fear uh, belief is, right? You know, if it's the fear of like, I'm scared there's not enough time. I'm scared there's not enough money. I'm scared I'm not doing enough. I'm scared there's not going to be enough. And then we get to tune into the inner child and you get to access that motherly part of yourself and write, I'm scared there's not enough time. I'm scared I'm behind. And then tuning into the mother and and then addressing it. Imagine a child coming up to you saying that exact thing. What would you say? You know, and this is kind of that whole thing with, have you ever heard people say like, you know, the advice you give to others is often the advice you need to give to yourself or, or you know, we would never speak to our friends the way that we speak to ourselves. It's that same kind of thing. We would never in a million years speak to a child or any other human being the way that we sometimes talk to ourselves. So noticing the thoughts is the practice. It doesn't mean that they're going to go away, but it means you're going to start creating new habits of thought. So what is a belief? A belief is a thought that we have continued to think over and over again until we believe it. So if that is true, then we can also continue to create different thoughts of, I am loved, I am supported, I am safe, it's safe to be me, it's safe to express myself, and I give myself permission to do that. I mean, shoot, that was good. You could write that one down in your journal, right? And if we continue to fill our mind with these positive thoughts and beliefs that feel true, right? This is a key part of it is it needs to feel true or else you, it just is like, oh, I'm lying to myself. So if any time like an affirmation doesn't feel true, all you need to do is add, I'm in the process of, because then that creates some movement in the idea of I'm in the process of feeling safe to express myself. I'm in the process of loving myself and speaking to myself kindly. I'm in the process of feeling supported. I'm in the process of feeling infinitely loved. I'm in the process of connecting to who I am. 
I'm in the process of. You are never stuck, ever, ever. Even if you feel like you're stuck, what has happened is you have thought a thought. You, you've been thinking a thought over and over and over again that it feels like you have found yourself between like a wedge and a hard place. But whenever we feel that sense of fear, we got to allow ourselves to unfold and to see other possibilities. And that can be really hard when we feel stressed out and overwhelmed and it feels like that emergency state of mind of things of like, I got to figure this out right now. I'm going to let you in on a little hint, okay? Or a little insider. Fear is always going to sound like a policeman at the door, like bomb, 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 up and up. <laughs> Just like terrifying, like up and up. It feels like urgency. It feels like chaos. But intuition, on the other hand, intuition is like, hey, babe, how you doing? Wouldn't it be nice to read that book? Mm, I wonder how that person's doing. It's a little whisper. It's like, hey, babe, it's a little whisper. It's not urgent. It's not in a rush. It is all the time in the world because it knows the things we don't know, which is that everything is happening in perfect timing. Whether we like it or not, everything is happening in perfect timing for our individual evolution. And so we get to be kind to ourselves in that process. The fact that you're even listening to this episode right now shows me and should and can show you as well that you are in the process, in the process of living a life that feels delicious, that feels alive, that feels like love. You're in the process of that and we get to honor that process not trying to rush it, not beating ourselves up when we don't feel like we're where we want to be or where we think we quote unquote should be, right? Where's the should coming from? And as you start to deconstruct some of the self-criticizing, I'm going to call them habits of thought because it's not just who you are. It's a habit of thought that you picked up. You can also start to self-reflect of where did I get that from? You know, if you're criticizing yourself about something, where did I get that from? Where did I learn that? Who told me that? And maybe it didn't come from anyone, but likely it did. Did it come from dad? Did it come from mom? Did it come from a teacher? Where did it come from and where did it start? And sometimes that'll bring us back to a moment with our inner child. And that's when we get to console her. We get to love on her or him. We get to love on them. And so if you've ever heard like with therapy that, you know, it's growing up is a reparenting process, it really is. Um, and not taking away from anything from our parents, like they did the absolute best that they could and we love them for that. And there's more, there's more love there. There's more evolution that can happen within our own relationship with ourself and our connection to our soul. Um, so a big part of that is giving yourself permission to feel what you feel without feeling bad about it giving yourself permission to redirect your thoughts as you notice you're being critical on yourself and easily asking, would I say this to a child? No. Would I say this to a best friend? No. Okay. So how can I change this, this, this really mean thing I just said to myself? What do I want to say instead? And so it's not about stopping them. It's about noticing them. And the more and more you notice the more and more new habits of thought you start to create to where it starts to become the default. 
to where you can look in the mirror and be like, oh, what's up, you sexy bitch? I love you. (laughs) And you can look at things based off of needs of like, okay, I see you. I could feel, I could feel that I really need water (laughs) or I really need a big, delicious meal or, Ooh, I really need to moisturize. I look dry. Okay. And so it becomes this, this notice and respond, this notice and respond, but none of this is holy shit, your skin looks like shit. I can't believe da da da. Oh my God, this is from all those, you know, like, and then a whole story is created about it. It's like, catch yourself. We can be like, no, no, I see you. I love you. I'm in the process of loving you. And I'm not going to stop till I really feel that love with you and from you, right? Talking to yourself in the mirror. And I remember my aunt, we were talking about, she, she, she mentioned to me, she's like, I just feel so silly. She's like almost stupid, like talking to myself in the mirror. And that's our ego trying to protect us from feeling silly. And our ego's like, we got to be an adult, got to get serious. But that's, <laughs> come on, we don't actually, that's just someone else's belief that they projected onto us and we agreed upon it. Um, a book that's really great that talks a lot about these agreements. It's called The Four Agreements. And it talks about in the beginning of our life, we are agreeing upon the belief systems that our family and the people around us that are raising us have given us. And as we get older, we can start to assess these beliefs and agreements and relook at them of, I agreed to this belief at one point, but do I still agree? What is a new agreement that I'd like to make with myself instead of that? And so this book talks about the four agreements of um, being your word, you know, when you say you're going to do something, following through on it, and also being aware of saying yes when you want to say no and being honest, honoring your honesty. Um, Another one of those agreements is doing your best and honoring the fact that your best is going to look different every day. And this can be really helpful when addressing self-talk. Because we are, especially if you're a woman listening to this, we have cycles. Like the sun is the masculine energy. The moon is the feminine energy. And let's look at the moon. Every month it is changing cycles just like us. There's times where it feels full and energized and bright. There's other times where it's like, oh, I'm just a little crescent moon and I'm going to shine a little bit for you, but I have a little bit of darkness that I'm going to hold on to, right? More reflective times. And it's really interesting because when we get off birth control and like are not on any other chemicals that are manipulating our, our hormones, which for some people it's really needed and it's done a lot of help for people. But for me personally, I had a lot of issues that were stemming from birth control, but I didn't know that until I got off of it. And so when we are, um, our cycle regulates and it's natural, naturally we will sync up with the moon, meaning you will start your period on the full moon and then bleed. uh, I mean, you'll be bleeding on the full moon and then ovulating on the new moon or vice versa. You have your period and are bleeding on the new moon and then you ovulate on the full moon. And like back in like uh, different ancient times, like Mayans and Aztecs and things with Mesotopia, (laughs) Mesoamerica, um, that was how women were able to track their cycles was with the moon. And so the reason I'm sharing that is we are going to have different energy levels. We are going to have different focus levels. There's going to be times where we feel creative and times where we don't, and we get to honor exactly where we're at versus comparing ourselves to who we were a couple days ago or how we felt a couple days ago. 
Um, because if we're comparing ourselves to other people, we are likely comparing ourselves to ourselves. And this is something that I've really addressed in my own life because there's been, um, situations of grief of friends that have passed away. And it was really, really difficult to come back to my work and feel the same joy that I was feeling before, because I just felt raw. And it was like, oh my gosh, am I, am I going backwards from the growth and the progress that I had? Right. And is that thought in the direction of fear or in the direction of love? That's in the direction of fear. And so I imagine little Kelsey, if she was like, oh my God, something happened and I don't feel like myself anymore. And the truth is I will never be the same as I was before. And that's exactly like, I think one of the biggest purposes of grief of whether it's a job, whether it's a human being, whether it's an opportunity when things end, or we feel like something has been taken away, there is a mourning there. And through mourning, it's, it's mourning a part of ourselves that we identified with in that, that we feel has lost, have we've, we've lost. Um, and through that process, something else is born a newfound confidence, maybe it's resilience, maybe it's a deeper level of empathy for anyone that has lost someone, maybe it's a deeper level of understanding. But one of the biggest muscles that we develop is compassion and having compassion for ourselves, having compassion for the people around us. Um, and, you know, it, it always comes back to would I say that to a child? And the more and more I do that, the more automatic it becomes. And I still have self-criticizing thoughts, but then I redirect it and I remember, and I just, I'm like, oh, Kels, I love you. I got you. I love you. I got you. And if my adult self still feels worried, you know, just as my child self can lean on me, my adult self leans on God. I'm like, all right, God, (laughs) you got me. (laughs) I love you. And I get to trust and believe and feel into the unlimited love, the, the source. You know, if you've ever heard the term source energy. It's the belief, and it's just another way of talking about God. Another way of talking about the universe is, you know, the source of all living things. What is the source of living things? You know, that heartbeat, whether it's the source of the the trees that are living, it's that energy source. It's the pure positive energy. It's the love. Okay. And you are just a part of, you are just a part of this world and just a part of nature as the birds and the the trees and the goals and the dreams and the things that you want to do and feel and create in your life is just as a part of nature as anything else. And what I mean by that is it's a part of your natural evolution and anything that is meant for you, you will never miss. But just like the oceans, you know, as the waves come in and the waves come out, there will always be new opportunities. So you can never really miss it. Maybe you can miss something that you idealized and visualized in your mind and it's not what you planned, but hey, that's life. We get to readjust, we get to recenter, and we get to come back to ourselves of trusting. This is a muscle, trusting that we are exactly where we are meant to be, okay? So notice this week how you are talking to yourself. And notice the times where you're saying something to yourself that is not in the vibration of love, that is not in the vibration of support, and slow the train down and turn it around, okay? I hope you guys love this episode of Joyfully You Podcast. Um, if you've enjoyed this, send it to a friend. If you know someone that needs to hear this, um, and you know if you're really loving it, 
take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story. I'd love to connect with you on there. And I'm just so glad because I know a lot of you guys have been messaging me and it just fills my cup up when I get to connect with you and meet you and hear the things um, on the podcast that have really been benefiting you because that also guides and supports me in the content that I create. Um, and again, I want to remind you as well, Glow Self Love Mastermind is going to be starting soon and the doors are going to be closing soon, right? Uh, it actually has started. It's this onboarding time where people are getting to know each other, um, but there's still more people that are coming in. So let me just kind of give a little explanation of what this is. It is a six month self love coaching program. So I walk you through different processes that create a deeper loving connection with your sense of self, with your soul, and with those different versions of yourself, the child, the adult. Um, and this also walks you through how to even more deeper ways of how to slow the train down and turn it around how to master your own emotions by being so in tune with what they are. And when we know exactly what we're feeling and the source of it, then we can start to we can start to redirect how we are showing up in our relationships, how we are showing up in our jobs, how we are showing up with our families. You know, if you feel drained that that you know you're giving 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 and you just are feeling depleted all the time, I highly encourage you to check out Glow Mastermind. Send me a message on Instagram. We can hop on the phone, right? I am very fluid and flexible with how I run my business because I run it with feminine energy. And that feminine energy is all around connection and creativity and expansion and expression. And so if you are in a process of reconnecting to your joy, stop trying to do it alone. You deserve to have a community of women on your side. And you also deserve to have that one-on-one mentorship and coaching if that's something you feel called to, because we're not designed to do it alone. I have a coach. I have different programs that I'm a part of. You know, I have a team as well of people that are farther along in the journey that guide me. And so that's exactly what I'm offering to you. And so you'll learn how to meditate. You'll learn um, journaling practices, mindfulness practices, and you'll learn how to put your vision for what you want at the forefront of your life and how to dance with that fear. And I walk you through the whole process. And so there's group coaching calls, there's one-on-one calls, and there's weekly material in the hub. And this process walks you through a transformation that's beautiful. Um, and so if that is calling to you, if you, if you are curious about it, send me a message. I'll answer any of your questions. We can hop on the phone and see if it's a fit. So I love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. I'm giving you a little bit of homework with this episode, okay? Notice, be mindful, notice how you're talking to yourself and give yourself that love that you would give a child. All right, guys, I'm Kelsey Lowe. I'm your host of Joyfully You Podcast, and I will see you on the next episode. 